Hey, what is up, everyone? My name is JV, and I would like to welcome you all to The Recall. I think this is episode three. You know, my name is JB. I'm here from Relove Church, and um, this podcast essentially is where we're going to be able to kind of reorganize and restructure our thoughts and kind of reprocess, redoing everything, I guess. Not really, but, you know, we're going to go through the sermon, um, you know, and we're going to talk about it with Pastor Seth, and um, so we're going to have some guests over, you know, and so um, today we're going to be going through and discussing the most recent sermon that we just went through. So first of all, let me go ahead and intru- let's, let's have Pastor Seth introduce himself. Yeah, so just glad to be back. We are uh, here, like you said, for episode three. We um, do believe in social distancing, and when you can't social distance and you need to wear a mask, holla, that's where we got our mask, if you're watching this on YouTube or Facebook. Um, and so, yeah, I'm excited about, about jumping in and just digging into the Word a little bit more. That's right. So again, we just, I can't, I want to say thank you for everyone who's tuned in for the previous episodes, and um, I don't know, this is exciting for me, and I hope it's been exciting for you guys, and hopefully it's been a blessing. So um, so yeah, Pastor Seth, so you, yeah, I, your last sermon was very interesting. You use a lot of imagery, so mm-hmm. first of all, what was what was your sermon title, and can you give us just a little brief synopsis just so before yeah. we go into conversation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, we've been in this Pivot series, right. and the whole idea behind Pivot is that during pivotal times, pivotal situations, that you need to be willing and able to make a pivot. Sure. And we've been using the basketball analogy, yes. right? So your pivot foot, you know, you know, making sure that you don't pick up your pivot foot and mm-hmm. you can kind of rotate and move to score. Mm-hmm. And so this particular message, we talked about how as Christians, you know, temptation and sin is constantly coming at us. And a lot of times, two weeks ago, we dealt with sexual sin yeah. and we felt like, man, a lot of times we feel the lust, we feel the temptation. How do we... When temptation is coming, how do we actually pivot towards victory? Mm. And so that was the premise: is we need to be able to pivot towards victory. And um, and so we just kind of walk through. You know, there are promises in the Bible where it's almost as if the expectation from Paul, from Jesus, from the apostles is that we live in victory. Mm. But the reality is that many of us, you know, we struggle, you know, to That's actually right. live and to walk in the victory. And so there's this, there's this almost like a cognitive dissonance. There's this gap between what the word says, how I should be living my life, and how I'm actually living my life, my present experience. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of us, what inevitably happens is we are struggling to try to do something or to try to be something, and we fall and we get defeated, and we fall and we get defeated, we fall and get defeated, right, yeah. um, as opposed to experiencing the struggle that leads to victory, we experience a struggle that leads to defeat. Mm. Right, And so that's really kind of how we talked about it and we framed it. And uh, I mean, just to cut to the chase, um, the, 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 the end result is that our victory is something that was already secured for us on Calvary when Christ died. He got the victory. So it's not even so much my ability to overcome as much as it is me claiming the victory that Christ has already done and me walking in mm. his victory for my life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Kind of, um, I'll be honest, it's kind of like abstract kind of concepts that a lot of times people struggle with like, okay, so what does that actually mean? Right. Well, mm. How do, how do I actually, how does that actually manifest in my life? Um, and so I can, I get that, that disconnect for some people. Mm. Yeah. So, um, l- wanting to already accept the, the victory, right? Mm-hmm. Like the victory that already, that crisis have already given us. Right. Um, so it's, it's, a, it's a lot of it is like, um, 
what's that phrase? It's like kind of like self, not self imposed. Um, like when self fulfilling, self fulfilling, mm -hmm. right? Self fulfilling. Self -fulfilling yeah, yeah. Would you say how how much of that, um, you know, a self fulfilling prophecy? Like how much of effect does that play into our own? Um, how we view either um, our victories in our life or mm -hmm. just in general. Like, how, how, what do you think about that? Yeah. Um, so I do think it is self-fulfilling. I yeah. mean, um, uh, the word says on several different occasions, it, it talks about how life and death is in the power of the tongue, right? Mm. Um, to the man that uh, thinks he, no, it says not like the other one I'm thinking is, um, there's another text that's, on, that's slipping my mind, but the idea is that, that whatever I think, you know, that's kind of like who I am. That's what I become. Yeah. Like, and I can speak life and death over myself based off of my words, based off of my thoughts. And so when you think about the word, the word is constantly giving us, it's almost like painting this picture of victory is yours, victory is yours, victory is yours. Mm. And we are constantly experiencing this defeat. I just think that if I know that God has given me the victory and I am assured of that, then it allows me to live in that. And mm. it, it allows me to move in that. Um, it's it's kind of like, and I know a lot of studies, psychological studies have found this to be true, is like if you, someone is speaking negative thoughts over you or yeah. they're speaking negative words over you, like it's going to impact your performance. That's right. I think the best case, best example of this is you think about basketball teams, how you can have a great basketball team like the 73, the 73 win, 72 win, Golden State Warriors, mm -hmm. um, the, the Bulls d during their Jordan era like undefeatable, like no one can really beat them, but then they'll show how a team's um, win percentage is lower when they're playing away games. And oh, it's yeah. higher when oh, they're yeah. playing at home. Yeah. Right? Well, why is that? Right? Well, it's not because the, 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 the opponent's gymnasium is the rims are higher or lower, right? It's because you're surrounded by an audience that's that right. is either affirming you or they are discouraging Against. you. That's right. You know? And yeah. so I think that's the idea is... Um, when you understand that you're surrounded by an audience that is affirming you and saying, you have the victory, you've got the victory, walk in victory, it allows you to then indeed walk in it. Mm, yeah, no. Uh, the atmosphere, I guess, yeah, the atmospheric pressure, whether that's for mm. or against yep. you, oh yeah, it definitely has, has weight. Yep. Ooh, weight. Yep. Speaking of weights, <laughs> yeah. you used your imagery. Um, you, you obviously preached the sermon um, in, my garage in, gym. Of, in your garage gym. Um, and uh, very interesting imagery with using weights and how much weights that we have on ourselves and uh, or how much weight self-imposed or worldly. Life-imposed. Life-imposed. So self-imposed and life-imposed weights yeah. that, we, that, that are on our shoulders, yeah. right? Um, and so... Um, when I was thinking, the first thing that I was thinking about was when, when these weights are coming on my shoulder, mm -hmm. um, whether they be self or, or life imposed, um, uh, I guess I'm thinking of like what happens. We talk about, you talk a little bit later about a spotter, mm -hmm. right? You talk a little bit later about a spotter, but then um, when, we're, when we're just so either confident in trying to do it or trying to just lift it up on ourselves, um, like what, what do you think and what do you say to when we put an out? we kind of express that negative like struggle towards others. Do you know mm -hmm, what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So like, I'm, I'm, I guess like if, if I'm lifting, right, I'm lifting mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm, I'm squatting, I'm mm -hmm. squatting and I'm lifting up and I obviously cannot handle this mm -hmm. weight. Mm -hmm. I obviously cannot. And so when I'm lifting this up, what is the, uh, what, what would you say to like the, ex like uh, how much of, of my struggle gets imposed on the people around me, like mm -hmm. me putting that weight 
um, or I'm just like I'm trying to I'm trying to say is what would <laughs> what would you say the relationship of me struggling to, to lift my weight and me putting that struggle and stress onto others around me? Okay, so first thing, if there is a weight on your back yes. that you that was life imposed, uh-huh. you can lift it. Mm. Like I, I want that to be very clear. A lot of times we think, oh, I can't lift it. Like in a literal gym, yeah. right? If I'm yeah, physically yeah, working yeah. out, if I put 300 pounds on the bar and I'm trying to back squat it, like it might be too heavy, and so I drop it, right? Mm-hmm. And and I think that applies obviously in the physical in the physical realm, but when it comes to your life, if there is a weight, if there's a divorce, or if there's marriage issues, or if there's parenting issues, or if there's you know sin issues in your life, that there's stress, anxiety, school yeah. issues that you're dealing with right? Peer pressure issues. If you're dealing with it, you can deal with it. You Mm. can lift it. I want to be very clear about that. And I I have a text that I just want to share it. um, And I talked about it in the message. It is, the text is the Corinthians. Corinthians. Yeah. yeah. First. Yeah. First Corinthians. Trying to find it. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. No test or temptation that comes your way is beyond the course of what others have had to face. All you need to remember is that God will never let you down. He'll never let you be pushed past your limit. He'll mm. always be there to help you come through it. And so mm. that really serves as the foundation that if there is a weight on my back, it it won't crush me. Mm. It won't be too much. Mm. And if I and 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 I think I guess one of two one of two things need to happen um, just to continue to play with the, the, the analogy. Yeah, is. Um, the reason why it won't crush my back or won't crush me is because we do have a spotter. The spotter Mm. is not my parents. The spotter is not my spouse. The spotter Mm -hmm. is not my friends. The spotter is the Holy Ghost, Mm. right? And the Holy Ghost is there to, he comforts us during our afflictions. He is there. He is our helper, right? I will send you another helper. He leads us in all truth. Mm. He helps navigate us through difficult situations. And so if I am leaning on the Holy Spirit, right, then there is nothing that can come my way that I cannot get through. Mm, Right. And so you have to, I think you have to, you have to accept that truth to say, okay, if I'm going through this, God saw it before it happened. Mm. Right. And because he saw it before it happened, he's allowing it for whatever reason. And if he's allowing it, it means that he will get me through it. Perfect example is when Jesus was on the on in the boat with the disciples. The storm came. Jesus was sleeping. They spent their energy trying to bail out the water to save themselves. And when mm. they finally realized, I can't save myself. We're about to drown. This weight is about to crush us. They then looked at Jesus, and Jesus was like, "Why are you so afraid? Where mm. is your faith? Yeah. Peace be still. Yeah. Right. And everything calmed. And so mm. for us, if you're going through something and you feel like you're being crushed by it. My question would be, are you relying on the spotter? Are you relying mm. on the Holy Spirit to give you strength, encouragement, um, um, the strength that you need yeah. to get through it? Yeah, so you definitely have to... <laughs> I hate, It's so funny using this word. I use this phrase all the time because mm-hmm. you know. But you have to buy into it. You have to really believe that the Holy Ghost is the oh, yeah. spotter. Like, like I, don't think, I don't think we can go to... Like, I mean, it's kind of like a trust fall like, or just faith, really, yeah, right? Because, yeah, like, I don't think I'll be able to um, to lift. I, I think when it comes, it just kind of circles a little bit. Um, the, the the pressure around me, and if I'm thinking if I'm going to lift that weight in this analogy, um, if I know that there is a spotter right behind me, of course that's going to make me feel more confident to know that. Even if, like, say I 
physically can't, whether I, I know or not, I physically cannot lift that weight. Um, I think that mere thought that the presence of the spotter behind me is going to mm-hmm. influence me to have a positive mindset mm-hmm. and know that whatever, like, you know, like whatever, who cares? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to lift this up. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Most definitely. Oh, I like that. I like that. Um, so kind of going, uh, this, is, this is interesting. So we have the, this, the, the weights that we have on ourselves and um, self-imposed, life-imposed, and um, no matter no matter what, um, we, we're trying to stress that there, uh, that we already have to, we have to already believe that we have in this analogy, the spotter. Mm-hmm. The Holy Ghost is our spotter in these places, in these times where uh, we are uh, trying, where we're just feeling the stress and mm-hmm. the, the struggle mm-hmm. of trying to lift up mm-hmm. these weights, right? So how, then what do you say to, um, you, you talked a little bit about faith and feeling, right? Yeah. I feel like that was, that's so, um, that's an interesting, really interesting thing because I, um, I know at Relove, we obviously acknowledge, you know, our healthy me and, um, you know, we were proponents of just healthy uh, mental, like not only spiritual health, mm-hmm. but healthy mental and, and uh, um, emotional health as well. So like this idea of faith and feeling um, and, um, first of all, can you try to can you can you remind us what what is it that you spoke on mm-hmm. on, on on faith and feeling? And I feel like the the question that I'm kind of leaning towards is just like what's the balance and what's the pull um, that that we're facing when mm-hmm. in life like we're obviously going to feel and like how is it that we acknowledge our feelings but still follow with our faith? Yeah. So I would I would to maybe try to clarify faith and feelings. Yes. I would maybe, a few things, I would say replace the word feeling with the word fear. Because fear is a feeling, uh, right? Okay. Fear is a feeling, okay, right? Okay, okay, okay. And so, and so um, using my daughter for, for daughters for, uh, to, 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 <laughs> as an illustration, every single night, at least two of them climb in my bed with my wife and I, mm. right? Every, it happened <laughs> last night. Every single night, they get in our bed. And if, depending on how tired I am or sleepy I am, what time it is, I'll get them up and take them back to their room. But, but but it never fails. When we wake up, 5 a.m., 6 a.m., there's at least one, maybe two people in the bed with my wife and I. Mm. And every single night or every single morning, I ask my daughters, why did you get in bed with me? And their response is, I asked them this, this morning, their response is, because my room is scary. Uh. And I say, well, what are you scared of? Well, there, there's monsters under my bed, and they have all these things that they're saying. <laughs> it's too dark in my room. And so to me, when they say that, I say, there are no monsters under your bed. Mm. Yes, there are. Mm. Right? Show me. They'll take me in the room. Do you see any monsters? No. <laughs> so what are you afraid of? Right? So they are experiencing a fear, right, of something that is not real. And that mm. fear is a feeling. And that feeling then leads them to make decisions, which is to leave their room and to come to our room. Right? right? But someone who is older, you know, more experienced, they look at them. We, I look at them and say, there's nothing to be afraid of. There's no monsters under your bed, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so what, when you think about faith and feelings, when, when feelings or fear are leading you, it causes you to do things and to act in a way that is not necessarily in your best interest, spiritual best interest or emotional best interest, mm-hmm. right? What I would want you to do is that when you feel your feelings are leading you down the wrong path, you have to inform your feelings. My six-year-old daughter, five-year-old daughter, needs to be able to say, I feel afraid. So I'm not going to ignore my feelings. Right, right, right. right. I'm not saying ignore feelings. I feel afraid, but I recognize that I have nothing to be afraid of. So it's like you're acknowledging your feelings, 
But then you're also by faith acknowledging the promise of God mm-hmm. or the reality, another reality. Mm-hmm. Because your feelings are reality, right? It is something, you know, the, the acronym for fear is false evidence appearing real, right? F-E-A-R. <laughs> false evidence appearing real. So it appears real. It appears as though there's monsters in my bed. But there really are no monsters under your bed, right? Mm. There's not an alligator, mm-hmm. or a crocodile, right, right. which they say there is under your bed. And so, what I want them to do, and what I want you to do, and what I, what I want people to do, is to inform your feelings, right? To okay. tell yourself, you know what? Yes, I feel this way. However, that doesn't mean that that's reality. That doesn't mean I need to make decisions based off of this. Is there mm. another truth? Is there another perspective, okay. right, that I should be living my life by? Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. that other perspective is the Word of God. One more example. Yesterday, I woke up, and I actually tweeted about this. I woke up, and I was feeling slightly discouraged, mm. right? Nothing happened, you know, the night before. It wasn't anything off. I just kind of woke up like, uh, I mean, it was like 6, 30, 7 o'clock in the morning. I was like, uh, I'm over the day, mm. right? It was just one of those things where <laughs> yeah. just, I just felt, for whatever reason, I felt slightly discouraged. Yeah. And I, as I was kind of going through that moment and through the day, I asked myself, just because you feel discouraged doesn't mean you have to be discouraged or act mm. discouraged or live discouraged. You see, if I l- act and be and live discouraged, that's going to lead me to going down to the refrigerator, eating like seven or eight Eggo waffles, mm. right? Going and mm. buying some gelato, eating that, right? Because I feel discouraged, so I want to just kind of, you know, just you know, sulk it. in my discouragement, right? right, right? right. Veg out on some Netflix. Why? Because I'm discouraged. As opposed to recognizing... Yeah, I feel discouraged, but I'm not going to allow those feelings to dictate my behavior, to dictate my day. Mm. So I'm going to get up. I'm going to go for a run. I'm going to go exercise. I'm going to remind myself, man, there's so much that you have to be grateful for and thankful for. So many things that are working in your favor, right? Don't let the discouragement lead you to act a certain way. So that's kind of... Yeah, where we were with it. So you you pivoted. Pivoted. There's yeah. a moment where like you can acknowledge. Yeah. You can acknowledge the feeling and where you are. Um, um, and you've decided to pivot, and mm-hmm. you know you shifted your perspective to, to do better for yourself, right? Yep. I um, heard I heard a guy once say, um, he said when you feel a certain way, something didn't happen, discouragement came, you didn't get the deal, you didn't get the job. He said, give yourself five minutes. To sit in that discouragement, mm. right? And then once the five minutes, like set your phone, set your timer. Yeah, I got five minutes. Sit in it, soak in it, soak it up for five minutes. And then once the timer goes off, all right, I'm done. And you move on to the next thing. And you don't carry that weight with you mm. every, throughout the day, throughout the week, throughout the month, throughout the year, right? Mm. And so it's recognizing, yes, I want to acknowledge my feelings, and I want to give myself the space to process these feelings, mm. right? I don't want to just sweep them under the rug. I want to process them. I want to I want to feel them yeah. because I am a human being, but I don't want them to have control over my life, right? Mm. What I want to have control over my life is my faith based off of the promises of God. Mm. Mm. Oh, okay, yeah, I think, yeah, I feel like for like me personally, I feel like I just, um, I'm like trying to, to 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 I'm trying to like conceptualize like having to to um, acknowledge the feelings, you know, but still wanting to follow. Faith, or mm-hmm. you know, acknowledging the feelings of fear, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and still wanting to follow faith. And uh, uh, in your example of your um, waking up and just feeling discouraged, I feel like um, what 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 happens to the person who wakes up, acknowledges that they are like, hey, I am in a slump. Like 
7 a.m., my day just, quote, started, but I'm still feeling like a slump. And what happens when when we pivot, but we, no, we, we acknowledge, but we don't pivot. So what does that mean? What, what do we do with that then? I think that's emotional health. Mm. I think emotional health is your ability. It's almost like the faster you can pivot, the healthier you are. Mm. Emotional health. So um, as opposed to emotionally, what's the opposite of emotional health? Like emotional unhealth, unhealth dysfunction, <laughs> whatever it is, right? So it's like my ability to acknowledge my emotions and then pivot towards healthy behaviors, healthy thoughts, healthy energy, healthy yeah. vibes. That is my ability to, to live in emotional health. When someone comes and, you know, girlfriend does something, wife does something, your day goes wrong, rather than holding on to that anger, right, and mm-hmm. allowing that anger to sit in and bitterness and resentment and just allowing that to kind of permeate through the relationship, right. you're able to say, you know what, you know, girlfriend, you know, wife, you know, I feel this way because of what you did. And I just want to have a conversation. That's emotional health. It's your yeah. ability to say, you know what, I'm not going to let these feelings lead me down a path of wrath right. and, and um, revenge and right. vengeance, right. right? And so um, if you feel like when discouragement or, you know, negative feelings comes in and you're unable to pivot, uh-huh. to me, I feel like, yeah, I think there's a few things. Jesus and therapy. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. You know, like, yeah, yeah, you need to understand the word of God. Yeah. And you might actually, if you're unable to emotionally pivot, like, you might literally, you need to see a therapist. Like, you mm. need to talk with someone mm. who can help you, who can give you tools. Mm. Let me say it like that. I was talking to a friend, and she was saying, yeah, I mean, I go to a therapist, and they give me tools right. that I can then use when I find myself in the middle of a discouragement session or discouragement episode right yeah. or or anxiety i have these tools that the therapist has given me right tool i think one tool is like asking yourself okay is what i'm experiencing right now is it permanent mm. right is what i'm experiencing right now is it um prevalent right mm. is it is it it doesn't mean my entire life is over yeah. right is what i'm experiencing like so there's just certain tools that you can use that can lead you towards emotional right. health Did, what i, I want to ask uh First, if do you think it's possible to be um, to follow faith, you know, in in the in going going back to the phrase, you know, like of of you know following faith and not you know our fear slash feeling, right? Mm-hmm. Um, do you think it's possible to say and claim that we follow faith and be completely emotionally unhealthy? And if that if possible, what does that look like? I think it definitely is possible. I think without trying to sound like disparaging, I think the majority of the church is like that. Mm. I, feel like, I feel like the church, the mm. Christian church as a whole has done a bad job at leading people towards emotional health. Mm. We have conflated yeah. spiritual health yeah. and emotional health. Yeah. And we're even worse, we've said, because you have spiritual knowledge, yeah. therefore you must be emotionally healthy. But Oof. there's a whole lot of people who have spiritual knowledge but they're not emotionally healthy, right? Right. Which right. means, yeah, I know the promises, I know the word. I, by, I'm saved by grace. I'm saved through faith. Like I believe that, but I'm also holding on to resentment. I'm also holding on to issues. I'm also, I'm also de- in, depressed. I'm also discouraged. I'm also anxiety. Right. Mm. And so yeah, you have spiritual knowledge, right? Or you may feel like you have spiritual health, but there's emotional, there's the emotional deficit in your life, right? Wow. Um, 
uh, and there's a lot of resources out there for individuals who want to who want to check that out more. There's a book called The Emotionally Healthy Church. Mm. There's a book called Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. Uh, the author's name slips me right now. Um, it's Peter. It slips me. But uh, just like Amazon, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, and mm. the author really shows that you know, just because you have spiritual knowledge or you've accepted Christ doesn't mean that you're going to be emotionally healthy. Right. Like there have to be things that we do that lead people into emotional health. Yeah, no, I I, I definitely agree with that. So then on the opposite end, um, what does it look like to be completely emotionally healthy and not follow faith at all? Yeah, or, I mean, that, that could be, you know, the atheist or anyone, mm. right, who, you know, they, they, they're able to, to be in tune with themselves, their emotions, they're, yeah. they're able to process, yeah. you know, how to navigate through life. Um, they have a general optimistic perspective on life that kind of fuels them forward, but they just don't know, they don't know Christ, mm. right? They don't know what Christ has done, right? And so there is a spiritual deficit, um, but um, yeah, to me, there's not a, the ideal is that we are both spiritually and emotionally. You're right, that's you right. Know, you know, and uh. to, to a degree they go, they, to a degree they go hand in hand um, for the Christian. No, I like that. That's that's fire. I mean, I feel like those are just that those small inter- those those small comments alone are like paradigm shifts for mm-hmm. for many for many Christians. Yeah. Like I feel like I don't know um I don't know what to what extent everyone agrees, but um like I'm listening to that and with my upbringing into the Adventist church, um I feel like it was it was uh definitely opposed of of uh, or it was a a proponent of because you if you have uh, spiritual health, mm-hmm. um, therefore your emotional health mm-hmm. um, is just as much, right? Yeah. And so, like you, and then you kind of they operate in that in that way, you know, mm-hmm. with that confidence and that. Yeah, see, I already have the spiritual health, so I can I understand, and um, I don't I would you know in denial would come out of their emotional unhealthiness, like mm-hmm. the things that like whether it was depression, anxiety, or whatever. Like it was it was in denial because I think um, they're they were just so headstrong about the spiritual. Mm-hmm. Like they, they were all, because they already got the, the they, they followed with the faith, right? And um, they followed with the faith and it kind of just disappeared of, of all the fear and of their feelings mm-hmm. and it was not acknowledged. And so I don't that, that was just my I mean, upbringing. Think, think about uh, Peter when Jesus was arrested. What did he do? He took out the sword to mm-hmm. defend him and cut oh, yeah. the soldier's ear off, right? Yep. And Jesus is like, Peter, what are you doing, right? Like, why would you do that? Like Peter to me is an example of someone who experienced spiritual health, if you want to call it that, yeah. but emotionally he was still operating from a deficit, right? Mm. Emotionally he was um, still challenged, still looking for um, promotion and still looking for, um, like, you know, when he, his mom, you know, like when they would try to, you know, one up the other disciples. Yeah, like yeah, to yeah. me, it's like, okay, yeah, you, spiritually you have a knowledge of biblical truth. But for whatever reason, you are still operating from an emotional deficit, and it's manifesting in your relationships with other people. Wow, wow, yeah, other people. Okay, other people. Then, um, so uh, kind kind of moving forward, um, uh, the um, so we talked a little bit about the pressures and and um, everyone else and um, potentially putting that weight out on others when we when we're we have self imposed or worldly imposed. Weight. Um, we already talked about how you know the and the the effectiveness of how much um, the people in the atmosphere around us um, help us or not mm-hmm. help us, right? Um, so another point that you mentioned in the sermon is that, and we kind of briefly talked about it, is God 
wants us, you said God wants us to experience, experience um, the victory that we already have, mm-hmm. right? So when, when we say that um, and we go through our life, and if, if we look at our life just in the past few years, let's say we looked in high school, or we looked in college or after college, post-grad, um, and we looked at, and, and I say, you know what, like my life, like is just continuously losses, continuously L's. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm getting L's left and right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, families, families just either just dying or I'm, I'm struggling financially. And it seems like the, 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 the it just keeps rolling. Mm-hmm. It just keeps rolling. So when I already believe it, say that I'm already a person of faith. I claim that I'm, I'm, I'm and I believe in this message, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like, and, I, and I, I'm gonna do my best to acknowledge my feelings and fears, but still follow faith. And I'm, yet, I'm still pummeled with all these L's. Mm-hmm. So, what would you say? And in context of what of what we're saying, what would be, um, what would be the words that you'd say to that? Then, mm-hmm. how, how is Christ yeah. gonna say? What is yeah, Christ? What would Christ say? That's to this? good. That's good. Yeah. So that's, that's a that's a good question. Um, I think that. The best way that I can explain if someone is constantly experiencing defeat in their life is to kind of use a basketball analogy. So if you have a basketball team that every single season they're losing, right, and you're the owner of that team, at some point you're going to have to make changes, right? And most likely you're going to maybe try to switch out players, but even if you switch out players and you realize, man, they're still losing, still losing, still losing, eventually you're going to change coach, Mm. right? You're going to go straight to the head, maybe even the GM, go straight to the coach (laughs) and say, you know what? I need to bring in a different coach with a different season, with a different system, right? Because for whatever reason, this coach and this system that they're using is not able to get the most out of my players, out of my team for them to win. And I think that's the same thing in our personal life, that if you are constantly taking L's spiritually, you're constantly struggling, mm-hmm. I think a lot of it has to do with your belief system. Mm-hmm. It's not because something's wrong with you. Yeah. It's not like you, Jeremiah, are somehow you know, going to struggle more than the next person or you're not as good as the next person. Yeah. And it's not as though um, something's wrong with the word, right? It's not like, oh, maybe the word doesn't work. It's for whatever reason, the system that you're operating in is not producing the results in you that the word says you should be living by or should be, you should be experiencing. Mm. And so for us, I think a lot of Christians, we operate under the analogy or under the, the false belief that victory is something that I have to work for. Victory is something that I have to experience. And that if I don't experience it, if I'm not able to overcome my issues, then somehow maybe I'm not good enough. I got to try harder. Maybe I need more accountability. Mm. Maybe I need more this, more that, as opposed to recognizing that that's not where victory comes from at all. Victory doesn't come from your effort. Victory comes from what God has already done. Mm. Victory comes from you fully believing in what Christ has done for you on the cross. It's a whole different operating system, right? And so for me, I would, for the person who is constantly struggling, 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 I would, I would challenge, okay, what, basically theology, what belief system are you operating under that is leading you to constantly experience defeat in your life? Hmm. You know, you can look at the word, right? So one text in the word that, um, that, you know, I mentioned in, in the message is, um, in first John chapter five, you know, for every child of God defeats the evil world, right? Um, only those who believe that Jesus is the Son of God will have victory. You know, another one, John 16, 33, in this world you shall have tribulation, difficulties, but take heart, I have overcome the world. So there's this idea that, yeah, you're going to struggle. There will be things in this life that are going to be put weight on your back. Yeah. But 
like that weight won't crush you. That weight won't defeat you. You will experience victory. And I want you to fully embrace and fully understand that for the Christian, the expectation from a biblical worldview, from, a, from, from, from God's worldview, is that you should be experiencing victory when you claim his promises, when you live by faith, when you walk according to his will. Mm, wow. And, um, yeah, so I guess I'm trying to... I guess I'm trying to just like internalize that for myself too, honestly. Yeah. You know, I think um, if I could just maybe <laughs> another way to simplify it is like, so you have a girlfriend, yeah. right? You love your girlfriend, yes. right? You're growing in your love for your girlfriend, right? What keeps you from going and cheating on your girlfriend? Well, I mean, I'm. I'll, she'll kill you, okay. But then, <laughs> but then other than that, no. right? I mean, like, I'm just. What keeps me from her? I mean, no, what keeps, keeps you from you, not doing that? What keeps you from not, like, you know, going and cheating on your girlfriend? Oh, I mean, like, I'm just, I'm just happy in my relationship. I okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, I just, I'm, I'm committed to her, and uh, okay. I, I'm just, I believe that there's no one, there's that there's no one, else, there's nothing, no one else other than her, at, in, you know, to to get that joy and the fulfillment I get from her. So, okay, okay. Um, so she is, yeah. she's, she's basically standing in that role of, um, at the core of your love. She's oh, standing yeah. in, and like, listen, like no one else, even if there may be someone who, you know, prettier, better, smarter, mm. you know, has more, mm. like, doesn't matter. This is the person that I love. Oh, yeah. Right? And so I'm going to choose her a hundred times, a thousand times, a million times over anyone else, even if someone else might appear uh, on the yeah. surface to have more to offer me. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. I'm choosing her. And I think that's really how we can understand victory in our own life, is that when you truly fall in love with God, you realize that I love God uh. more than I love porn, more than I love sin, more than I love anger, more than I love all these other things, mm -hmm. and I'm going to choose God. Mm. And when I choose Christ, when I say, God, I, I don't want this to be a part of my life. God, I want to walk with you and in you and for you, yeah. and I want you to live in me. Like That is where we begin to, I think, transcend the struggle, and the struggle doesn't lead us to defeat. The struggle leads us to victory because we because we are prioritizing man i just i love god so much i don't like i no longer desire to do these things mm. i think that's it for, mm. for from my experience from that, when i read the word i no longer desire to do these things yeah right it's kind of like what we talked about last episode you know it's me recognizing that you know i don't want to do anything that's going to hurt my my father that's yeah. going to hurt my god i don't want to yeah. place myself like i believe by faith that God has done so much for me, I want to walk in close relationship with him. And as I'm walking in close relationship with him, it's like he pours his victory into my life. Yeah. And I'm able to um, walk and be an overcomer. Right. Yeah. And um, to close, to, to kind of help wrap things up, you, you briefly mentioned it, which was uh, um, the relationship that you have with God. That Like for you... Or let, let me see if I'm getting this correct, right? I'm going to use um, the, the, the words that you use and the phrases in terms. Um, for us to claim victory, we, were to, we are to accept and believe, first and foremost, that, we already, um, that Christ has already claimed that victory for us, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then furthermore, um, we, need to, um, we need to focus and we need to aspire to continue to love, to, have, to be in relationship Mm -hmm. with God to mm -hmm. be to be victorious is that 
how, how would you rephrase or add or take yeah. away things? So I would say it like how Jesus said when the disciples came to him, not the disciples, when the Pharisees came to him and, and they asked him, Matthew 22, they asked him, what is the greatest commandment? Mm. Right? Interestingly enough, he didn't say, thou shalt not hate, thou shalt not be angry, thou shalt not get discouraged. He didn't say that. He didn't say, thou shalt not commit adultery. Yeah. Right? What's the greatest commandment? Love me. Love, yep. Yeah. If you love me, yeah. right, with all of your heart, all your mind, all your soul, then everything else will be taken care of. Yeah. Right? And so I think that's it. It's like, man, victory over, victory in my life is experienced when, yeah, I understand that God has already obtained it. So it's not something I do, it's something he did. Mm. And then I fall deeply in love with God. And the and as I'm falling deeply in love with God, it's almost like, the 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 shackles fall off me, the weights fall off me, yeah. and I feel like, man, this bar that's on my back, I don't even feel it anymore yeah. because there is a spotter who's doing most of the lifting, yeah. and I'm just going through the motions because I'm in a love relationship with God. Mm. Right? So you want to experience victory in your life. To me, I would say fall in love with Jesus. Mm. Like understand that He's already done it. Yep. Right? Yep. But then in addition to that, I also fall deeply in love with Him. And as your mm. love for Him grows, it's like, you know, why would I? Why would I even engage in that? Why would I even do that? That's not who I am. No, that's right. That's right. You know. Yeah. Um, similar to a marriage, you know, yeah. boyfriend girlfriend relationship, right? Why would I cheat? Him? I don't. Why? Yeah. Why would I even go down that road with someone? It else? won't even be in the forefront of your mind. Exactly. On that. That's fire. Now, it doesn't mean that it's not possible. That's right. That's right. Right. That's because, right. Because I mean, the reality is, is that sin is always at the door. Yeah. Right. And we have a propensity towards sin. Yeah. Right. Um, we are born in sin, but it doesn't mean that I have to engage. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. I can, I can actively make the decision that today. Father, I'm following. I'm, I'm, I'm in love with you. I'm walking with you. I'm running with you. Mm. So you order my steps mm. by the grace of God. That is fire, victory. How to claim victory and just already accepting and believing that we already won. God's yeah. already won with us. Christ has won for us. Um, and just seeking relationship with Christ. That's yeah. awesome. It's simple. It's fire. So, yeah. fast Seth, thank no, you man, so dude. much. Thank you for the analogies you've given us. Uh, Weights, weights, basketball, basketball, relationships. Know. What else? I don't know if you try mentioned. To make it, try to make it simple, man. No, I know. I like it. Yeah. I like it. And uh, speaking of weights, you know, I went to went to CrossFit with Pastor Seth here. <laughs> you did come. You so did I, come. I, I think for the first few seconds when I saw, I should have mentioned this before. When I when I saw the the just even you already just saying welcome, happy Sabbath, you're about to preach your sermon. I saw you by the weights. I was like, oh man, I was <laughs> brought me back because. <laughs> Yo, he he did come with us, me with me, and uh, he tried. He put, he put forth a good effort, you know. You know, um, you need to come back. I, I'm I'm I told you I'm when you're feeling when you're feeling me. better. I'm, we'll get there. Okay, okay we'll, we'll get there. But um, thank you for those analogies. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> thank yeah, you yeah. for the word, and thanks for spending some time um, with me today and everyone at the recall. So. Um, thank you again, and everyone who's been listening and watching. We want to know, and we want to know um, that you are, you guys, you guys are tuning in with us. So, you know, give us some comments, give us some feedback. We'd love to hear from you, and you know, engage in even more discussion online. And so, you know, I, I really mean it. So, please comment on the YouTube, and um, whether it's questions or critiques or or whatever it may be, um, just. Put that Let's down, know. you know, when we'd love to talk more about it. So, again, right. thank you so much for tuning into the recall, and we will see you all next week. Peace. Bye, everyone. It's okay.